Star Wars 7x7 episode 3195. When Dr. Royce Hemlock talks about molecular alteration in The Bad Batch episode 15, you should be very scared indeed. Today we're going to talk about what he's talking about and where we've already seen it happen in Star Wars storytelling on today's Bad Batch Deep Dive. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So there's that menacing moment in The Summit, which is episode 15 of The Bad Batch, where Dr. Hemlock is providing an update to Tarkin about his cloning work at Mount Tantus. And he says, among other things, that they are looking to create an enlightened society thanks to the use of Kaminoan tech and molecular alteration. Now, when you go to just look up molecular alteration on Google, the primary search results that come up are related to cancer, actually, which is frightening to say the least. But this is not the kind of molecular alteration that Dr. Hamlock is talking about. No, what he's talking about is something that we have already seen, but there is maybe a little bit of confusion around the subject on it. I'm talking primarily, of course, but not exclusively, and I'll give you a couple other examples later, but primarily about the clones that were created for the Grand Army of the Republic. We know, of course, that they were based on Jango Fett as a template, but that modifications were made. For example, and specific to our discussion, they were made to be more loyal and more obedient than Jango Fett was. The term docile is also kicked around, but it's hard to consider the clones as docile per se, but certainly they would be dialed back, I guess, from the intensely aggressive nature that Jango Fett demonstrated. They were still able to think creatively, but they were essentially less independent for all intents and purposes. The thing that's up for debate in Star Wars storytelling is whether the genetic modifications were made directly or whether they are solely the product of the inhibitor chip that was placed into all of the clones. And it gets even a little more complicated when you consider the way that the Clone Trooper 5s described them as organic chips built into their genetic structure. The evidence we have, though, does lean in the direction of this all being based on the inhibitor chip because, for example, when Rex's inhibitor chip was removed, he was able to be more of an independent thinker. And certainly he was no longer blindly obedient to the Empire. So yeah, that does seem to argue for this being caused by the inhibitor chips that were put into their bodies. But into their genetic code? Well, yeah, we may just be splitting hairs at that point. Now, aside from the clones, here are a couple other places that we've seen this in Star Wars storytelling. First of all, the Empire has used them on Wookiees. They put inhibitor chips in Wookiees' brains and used them to torture Wookiees into doing what they want, basically enslaving the Wookiees. And not only did they put it into the Wookiees that they wanted to do the work for them, but they also put them into family members as well and used the threat of pain and suffering to family members to coerce Wookiees to do their dirty work. 
Additionally, if you'll recall the events of the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig, there was a situation where a bunch of prisoners were being held on Kashyyyk, funnily enough, and they had been implanted with chips that would turn them into assassins, and there was a big situation where a bunch of folks who had been freed tried to assassinate the leaders of the then-nascent New Republic and that group of unintentional assassins included Nora Wexley's long-lost and presumed dead husband. So when Dr. Hemlock is envisioning an enlightened society thanks to Kaminoan tech and molecular alteration, we're talking about something really horrific, basically. We're talking about mass enslavement of entire species across the galaxy. And not that the fine folks doing our Star Wars storytelling are ever going to have to explain this at any point, but the fact that this story takes place in around 18 BBY, so there's all this other documented history that's happened after that point, we might eventually want to know how it was that Dr. Hemlock's plans never came to fruition, or if they did, it was only in sort of very limited situations like with the Wookiees and like this plan that had been hatched by Gallius Rax in the Aftermath trilogy. For now, for us, I think it's enough to know that Dr. Hemlock has some of the most dangerous ideas and aspirations the galaxy has ever seen, and that definitely makes him a villain to be reckoned with as the Bad Batch story continues. And that's what I've got for you on today's Bad Batch Deep Dive episode, and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.